What's up, everybody? This is Fred Ricciani of the Sports Courier. I have right here via Skype a very special guest. He's one of the standout players of the Brooklyn Nets. You may have seen him play in the G League, dominate, and you may have seen him with the Phoenix Suns. He was balling out in China. This is a man that is the definition of perseverance when it comes to basketball. We're talking to the man himself, Alan Williams, a.k.a. Big Al, a.k.a. Big Sauce. How's it going? Going well. Doing great. Thank you. Thanks for having me on here, man. Yeah, th thanks for joining us. Now, I know at the moment you're, you're working out in Brooklyn. I think the question on every Nets fan's mind is, are you going to be back with Brooklyn next year? Uh, you know, I would love to be to play in Brooklyn again. You know, the, 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 the organization is a first-class organization that do things the right way. Obviously, um, the cards are going to lie how they how they do, and um, I, I at the end of the day, that decision is not necessarily um, all the way up to me. It's, it's from both sides, but uh, who, who who really knows? But it, as far as my desire, I think being in Brooklyn will be a, a, a good fit for me, and um, hopefully, it can happen. Yeah, ab absolutely. I think I think it'd be great, and the the improvement that you guys showed you know, over the course of the season. I mean, a lot of people thought, okay, this is going to be a rebuilding project. You know, they lost all their draft picks a few moons ago with that. KG trade, you know, it's going gonna, it's gonna to take them a while to compete. And bam, they made it to the playoffs, you know, got to the first round. We're competitive with the Sixers. I mean, just yeah. being a part of that squad, being a part of the development as well in the G League, what are your thoughts on the overall improvement of the Nets? I think it, it's, a, it's a true testament to the job that, that Sean Marks and, and, and Kenny have done, uh, getting in good players and uh, good guys that want to get in there and work every day. They've changed the culture, and now it's, it's something where, where anybody can really be plugged into that system and be successful. And uh, I think you're going to continue to see the steady growth of the Brooklyn Nets organization uh, within the next couple of years. You know, great young talent and, like I said, good veteran leadership around, good coaching staff and good front office. Uh, I think it, it's, a, it's a combination for success. So being a part of that journey and a part of that culture is, is, was, was amazing for me this past season. And um, I'm very fortunate to be able to do so. How fun is it to know that you guys have become kind of a meme with the bench celebrations? It's hilarious. Every time I see it or my friends send me the pictures or my family send me the pictures or the gifts or whatever, um, it's, it's hilarious. You know, it's, 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 it's pure emotion. You know, basketball is, is an emotional sport, and I think a lot of times fans or, or, or whatever can see it as, as, as a little bit overboard or whatnot, but at the, at the time of, of, of it happening, it, it just seems like the right thing to do to get up and, and, and cheer on your teammates and make sure that they know that you have their back no matter what. And uh, I don't think there's a better way of, of expressing that other than, than, than celebrating with them when they, when they do something well. Yeah, man, and you're somebody that is a Phoenix native, played for the Phoenix Suns for a couple seasons, played with the yep. Brooklyn Nets, went back and forth between the team and, and the G League team. When the G League team did very well, nearly won the championship, made it to the, yep. to the final and, and everything. And, and while you're somebody that hasn't seen a whole lot of playing time, when you have played, I mean, you've really shined. And I feel like, too, like when I mentioned Alan Williams to my friends that are Nets fans, like they all popped. They are like, oh, my God, like this is, that's awesome. Like, it, it's kind of cool to see like basketball's growth over the years between the G League, between the NBA and, and everything else. How does it feel to be a guy that, you know, isn't necessarily considered like one of the quote-unquote stars of the team, but a guy that always hustles, always puts in the work, and to have that kind of fan base where people know exactly who you are and can respect your game? I mean, that's that's kind of what I, I try to go out there and do is, is is do something memorable, you know, do something that's effective, that helps the team win, and, and, and people love guys that play hard, and every team needs that. So uh, I know my role and, and what I can do and and what I can really do to, to, to help an organization and help a team out, whether that's on the court or off the court. And uh, every time I get a chance to, to step on the court and, and put on that uh, the NBA uniform, it's another opportunity for me to go out there and play as hard as I possibly can. You know, um, I've, I've been I've had injuries. 
uh, in the past, and I can understand that things can be taken away from you at any moment. So uh, I try to go out there and put my heart out every time I get a chance to. So uh, much love to the fans that, that that appreciate somebody that goes out there and, and hustles and plays as hard as, as, as I try to play. So uh, I got a lot of love for them. You definitely hustle, and you're, you're a hell of a rebounder as well. How did you get so good at rebounding? Did you just watch the Dennis Rodman tapes on a loop? Did you have somebody that worked directly with you and said, okay, you got to do this and that? Like, What what led to you becoming an awesome rebounder? Yeah, a lot of it stemmed from my dad. So my dad played at the University of Oklahoma for uh, like three years uh, during the late 70s, early 80s. And uh, basketball has always been a, a big part of our life and our family. My brother played as well. And um from a young age, we, we always emphasize rebounding, you know, it, it's, it's able to, 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 to change the game in so many ways. I think Kawhi said at best board man gets paid and uh, you can, you can really make a, a good living for yourself if you're able to do that at an elite level, which I feel like I do. Um, a lot of it comes from studying shots, uh, watching film with my own teammates so I can be an effective offensive rebounder, uh, studying the flight of opponents' shots so that I can be an effective defensive rebounder. And I think it goes back to that heart and that grit kind of conversation where I just want it more than the guy that's next to me or in front of me. So um, if it's 50-50 with anybody out there, I think I, I got a really good chance of getting it. So um, I go in there with that mentality, understanding that that's my role on, on any given team. And to try to do that the best that I can every time I go out there, it, it, it's, it's worked for me so far. So hopefully I can continue to do that. Has there been one particular teammate, whether you were in college or playing in China, the G League and the NBA, one that pushed you more than others, one that you, you could definitely say, like, oh, man, like, he really helped me push my game to another level. Um, I've, I've been blessed to be able to have some some really great teammates, you know. Um, I don't know if there's one particular one, but just the veterans that I've been able to play around in Phoenix. I got a chance to play with Leandro Barbosa, got a chance to play with Jared Dudley and P.J. Tucker, um, three guys who are who are known for, for, for getting in there and mixing it up and doing a lot of dirty work. And so I got a chance to see them and, and see how successful they were at the roles and their ability to excel in that role. And they just uh, exude a bunch of confidence in me to go out there and continue to do that, um, along with guys like Devin Booker and D'Angelo Russell, who uh, know the talent that I have and are just constantly just giving me confidence to go out there and just continue to work. And, you know, it's it's a long process, a marathon, not a sprint. So um, no doubt in my mind that I'll be back where I'm supposed to be one of these days. But I, I know there's a process of doing it, and I'm I'm really happy right now with that grind mentality, trying to trying to put the work in and get back to where I feel like I belong. And, and you really stood out, of course, in high school and in college. You ended up playing at UCSB. And from what I understand, you weren't totally heavily recruited, but you ended up going there, having tremendous success, with, with, which obviously parlayed your career in the NBA. And if I have this correctly, you are still the school's leading rebounder and scorer of all time. Not score. I'm second in scoring. Okay, but second in scoring. Okay. But first in rebounds, yeah, for sure. What was that like to, to be in a school that, that did believe in you and being able to not just like go there and say, okay, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to spend a year or two here, but to actually go there, have some real success, and make your mark? Uh, I think it – I mean, I, I got a chance to be around a great coaching staff uh, led by Bob Williams at UC Santa Barbara, um, my, my all-time favorite coach um, other than my dad, uh, obviously. But, um, no, it was just – it was amazing. You know, the belief he, he's had, he had in me – uh, from the very beginning, when nobody else really saw anything in me, he, he saw something. And I think it was a that confidence, you know what I'm saying? Anytime a coach can give you that much confidence to go out there and 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 and, and, keep, and be honest with you and tell you things that you that you might not want to hear but you need to hear, um, you, you have a chance to be successful. So I think we had a really good relationship. And 
I was able to grow at Santa Barbara. My game grew so much. My body changed so much. And uh, every step of the way, they were with me and, and, and continued to push me to do that. So I can go back now with my kids, and, and hopefully one day my jersey's hanging up there um, because I was able to be at a place that really believed in me. And, and it, was a, it was a good – it was a two-way street for sure. You went undrafted but ended up in the NBA anyway, and that takes a lot of perseverance to, to end up on a roster to be somewhere where you were with the, with the Phoenix Suns for quite a while. A lot of people say, oh, man, if you're undrafted, it's, it's the end of the world. But as we all know, there's a lot of players, you know, maybe Ben Wallace is the best example of it doesn't matter where you end up in the draft. It matters you know, where you end up in the actual game and, and putting the work in. How were yeah. you able to kind of pick yourself back up after the disappointment of not being drafted and continue to push yourself to the NBA level? Uh, it kind of happened so fast, you know, on draft day, you go into it with a mindset. I think there was some different scenarios that were in play where I maybe could have been drafted. But I think at the end of the day, being undrafted and having a choice of, of uh, where I kind of wanted to play summer league and, and the options afterwards. And obviously the China thing ended up working out. But I think being undrafted was a, was a big thing for me because I wasn't stuck in some kind of system. I wasn't stuck going straight to the G League. Um, I was able to, to have that freedom. So I got the phone call from my agent uh, shortly after I found out I wasn't drafted and had my moment where I was like, dang, this, this kind of sucks. But at the same time, um, got on that phone and, 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 and made a decision to go play and it ended up all working out. So to all those young guys out there that are, that are really pressured on draft night, I understand that the, the being drafted thing is a, is a cool thing to have on the resume, but um, uh, a cool thing to have on the resume but uh, it's, it's not the end-all, be-all. And it wasn't the end-all, be-all for me. So I'm really happy that I, that I was able to, 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 to have that freedom. And I feel like you going undrafted, you kind of, not that there's ever a right time to go undrafted, but we've seen the growth of basketball over the years, not just in the NBA, but beyond the, the NBA level. I mean, the G League has, has really blow, blown up. The Summer League has blown up, especially yeah. you know, this past summer. You got Big Three. You know, all the international ball. You have you know the, the tournament on ESPN. Do you feel like that kind of growth of basketball helped you after going undrafted because you had spent some time with the Suns? We also had a whole lot of success going to China. Yeah, no, I think it did. I think the, the expansion of the game is, is huge for a lot of players out there that, that haven't found their necessary niche yet in the NBA uh, because there's financial opportunities all around the world now. And I think that's the biggest part. You can, you can make a living without ever seven foot on the NBA court. And um, the, the, the dream is always to get to the NBA at the end of the day. But you have such a short window in this game of basketball. You need to maximize your income uh, as, mu as best as you can to, to set yourself up for the future. So I've gone into it with that mindset, understanding that um, uh, obviously being an NBA would be a great thing. Uh, but at the end of the day, the, the money is, is really uh, an important factor. The financial implications are, is an important factor. Um, on on where you play and that kind of thing. So I think the growth of basketball and just the ability to play literally year round all around the world is 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 really a, a good thing. And um, I think that uh, the sport of basketball itself is, is really growing into something super special. And, and let's face it, there's worse ways to make a living, right, than playing basketball Absolutely. all the time and traveling Absolutely. the world. Absolutely, <laughs> Absolutely, it's a leisure activity. I get to I get to do the I get to to, to play a game every day for a living. Uh, you know what I'm saying? So that's something that I will play for free. Now, now, growing up, was basketball always a big part of your life, or was that, or was, was there like another sport or another field you kind of wanted to get into? No, it was basketball. You know, I played every sport growing up. My parents uh, tried to, 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 to make me as, as culturally aware as possible and, and then threw me in basically everything. And I, I could never say no. That was one thing. I always had to try it out. And I uh, just gravitated towards basketball. Obviously, my height and my size was, was a big factor in that as well. And uh, also, my dad playing for at the level he played at and him implementing that basketball kind of 
mentality in the family early was was a big thing. But I, I just have a pure love for it, and it, and, it, and it just seemed like a natural thing for me. So anytime I stepped on the court, it just felt like it was it was it was a good place for me. So um, the love for the game for me came early, and I really didn't have another sport that I, that I really loved like like basketball. Now your your nickname, Big Al. I mean, it seems kind of self explanatory. You're big. You're you're, you're Alan. But how did yeah. you get the nickname, Big Sauce? So Big Sauce came from uh, my brother, actually. He he uh, does illustrations uh, for a couple of the, the newspapers back home in Phoenix, uh, different comic strips and stuff like that. So when he first started out, he was drawing this comic strip on uh, on one of our road trips that we took during college or something like that. And uh, my name was Big Sauce. Obviously, Sauce is a is a is a, a synonym for for swag and and and, and stylish that kind of thing. Um, so. I kind of just took it around with it, put it on my Twitter one day, and I remember we played in at UNLV my junior year, and and the reporter out there used it in in one of the articles, and it kind of just stuck, and um, the big sauce was, was really created right there, and obviously in Phoenix they they gravitated towards it a lot, and uh, I I think it's awesome. You've played in the G League, had a lot of success. You've you've played in in the CBA and in China, had a lot of success. What would you say are like the biggest similarities and differences between the two? For somebody that maybe doesn't watch you know international basketball, doesn't always catch like the G League. Like mm-hmm. I, I guess sell sell it to us fans and why we should check it out. Yeah, what is it, CBA or G, the G League? Uh, both of them, because there's a lot oh. of talent in both leagues. Yeah, I think so too. Um, I think that the the CBA has really grown into something really 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 nice. I think you have a, a good amount of of Chinese players that are that are good and. And and they're continuing to grow, and the the, the nation of, of China is really um, doing a good job of developing talent there. And I think they're they're funding a lot of, of resources and stuff to try to make that league uh, one of the top tier leagues in in the world, really. So um, obviously, financially, it's it's a good league for for American players and also Chinese players. So, um, but it's 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 a tough league, you know. It's it's physical, it's 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 gritty, and um, it's I think it's fun to watch because you get a chance to see the American players really go at it. Because it's it's two Americans on the court, only two Americans on the team, um, so you see them go at it against the different Chinese players and, and obviously the different American players and different international players. So that's fun to watch and exciting to watch. And then the G League is, has grown into something that uh, that I didn't even know it could really become, and I think it's a really good thing. And you're seeing a lot of teams use it for the development of their young players and um, trying out different things and different schemes. And I think that uh, a lot of the the, the stars that you'll see starting to see in the league or are going to be able to have some some G League experience early. So if you want to check them out early, uh, you, you might want to do that. So I think it's, it's it's a big thing for the NBA to have the G League on the on, on track the way it is now. So it's, it's, it's all positive stuff. I know you're focused on possibly coming back with the Nets, but have you looked into possibly doing the Summer League this year? Uh, you know, I don't know. That's, that's something that my agent and I will talk about uh, down the line. Obviously, I know it's coming up pretty soon, but um, I've played in it two years and I think I've, I've, I've showed what I can do in the summer league. And, um, if a team asked me to play, um, at the end of the day, I obviously wouldn't say no, but, uh, I don't have an answer for you right now. I, I got to talk to my people and try to figure that out. So. Gotcha. Now we have some fan questions here before we let you go. Some rapid fire ones. You ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Let's do All it. All right. First off, do you play NBA 2K19? I have before, but I'm not very good. What was it like when you saw yourself in NBA 2K? It was crazy. It was right after I got back from China, signed with the Suns, and I was on there, and it was my face and all the different features, and it was the craziest thing in the world. Funniest player you've ever shared a locker room with? Jared Dudley. Do you have any uh, stories you're allowed to tell on the air? Yeah, uh, uh, stories a lot. Nah, it's not like one particular moment where I've just been like, oh, he's hilarious. (laughs) 
Um, I think it's just a, a just a total. He he lives life in such a a, a positive and, and and good way, and it's just. He's just jokes, you know. What I mean, he's he's always cracking jokes, always making comments, and he's a he's a great guy and great guy to have in the locker room. So he's he's, he's hilarious. Dude, dude is fearless too. I feel like your your team kind of rallied around him during that Sixers series too. I mean, fearless. He'd been in the league for twelve years. I don't yeah. think there's anything that he hasn't seen yet. So um, it didn't it didn't surprise me when he was chirping back and forth with those guys, and obviously we were right there with him. What are some pro tips for people traveling to your hometown of Phoenix? Pro tips, eat good Mexican food. Uh, Los Dos Molinos uh, is very delicious. And uh, basically any of the taco joints that you see around the, the, the city, take a stop and, and have a taco or a burrito and, and, you, and you won't be disappointed. Uh, also bring water because it's hot as, um, as heck out there right now in, in Phoenix. But uh, it's a beautiful place and uh, I, I love it, obviously. So. Besides the, the population, obviously, biggest difference between playing in Phoenix and playing in Brooklyn? Oh man, that's a great question. Um, I think the system, you know, I think Phoenix is, 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 is on track and are doing the right things and taking the right steps to continue to develop their organization, uh, and to back to where it was when I was growing up. And, um, I think that was just the biggest difference is Brooklyn kind of had that down. And that's why you saw that success in the wins and losses as to where Phoenix, I think, is is developing, like I said, on that right track to making that happen. So, obviously, the, the wins and losses were, were a big part of it. Uh, but I just think that's a that's a testament to where they where Brooklyn has is in the development of their organization as to where Phoenix is, is trying to get to. So, At the time we're recording this, obviously, the Nets and a lot of teams are prepping for free agency, prepping to make some major, major moves. Let's face it, the Nets want to get KD. They want to get Kyrie or Kawhi, you know, some combination of, of those guys. But they also have D'Angelo Russell. Could yeah. be retained by the team, or he could go to a, a team that's you know giving him like a qualifying offer. Can you just tell us like a little bit about him that we we don't see, you know, as far as like leadership, what he brings to the table. When we see on the court, the the guy can can ball out. He's he's yeah. great. Had a standout year. Was an all star. But what are some things that he does that maybe we don't see? He's he's special. You know, what I mean, he's he's really locked in. So um, from his diet, from his sleep habits, from like from all those things, like during the season, he's he's like he's he's super locked in. You know, he, he eats right. He's he's in the gym first uh, type of guy, and he leads by example. You know, you want that from your best player uh, to go out there and, and and show up and and be invested during the summer and hang out with guys and and do those things that 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 you want your leader to do. And I think he's 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 tremendous at that. And um, any organization in the NBA will be will be really fortunate to have a, a point guard like him on their on their team. So um, obviously, it's, it's going to be a big summer for him. And um, he's he's put in all the work and, and deserves everything good that's coming his way. So besides besides your dad, who was yeah. your biggest sports influence growing up? Sports influence, man, it's a great question. I want to say it's my college coach. I want to say it's, it's, it's Bob Williams over at UCSB. Spent 19 seasons there, uh, UCSB. He uh, he broke it down with me. It was a time after my sophomore year where I was first team all conference. And I weighed almost like 300, and 300 pounds or something like that. And he basically told me, like, you're talented. You can play in the NBA. You're good enough to do so. You just got to drop the weight. And from then on, I, I did it, you know, and, and, it, and it ended up working out. And so I, uh, I thank him every time I get a chance to uh, for, for, for being honest with me and letting me know uh, what I need to do in order to be successful. So um, that, that, that man right there definitely has done a lot for me. So that's, that's awesome. And was there any athlete growing up you tried to emulate at all? 
Uh, I was a big Shaquille O'Neal fan. So Shaq's, from his personality to the style of play to his dominance on the court, uh, was 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 what I tried to replicate. Obviously, I didn't get the the, the size that he has, but uh, I, I tried to be that kind of, uh, of of presence while I was on the court and uh, dominate the game in in the way that he did. And I think at a young age, I was able to do that. Obviously. Um, I didn't get to be seven one, so um, I had to find a w- another way to to try to do things. But uh, always watching Shaq and just seeing how he operates and how he does it was 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 fun for me as a kid. Who is the sauciest guy in the NBA besides yourself? <laughs> PJ Tucker. I almost thought about that for a second, <laughs> but then I was like, "There's no question. It's it's definitely PJ. Uh, he brings so much style on and off the court, and uh, he's he's really like locked in into the fashion scene in the fashion world. So. Definitely PJ. What's the best piece of advice you give anybody, whether it be for NBA success or just being able to persevere in general like you have? Uh, work hard, stay humble, and uh, have fun. You know, it's got to be something fun. And uh, with, with hard work, you'll, you'll be surprised at, at how far you can really get in life. Um, people gravitate gravitate towards that. Uh, people who work hard and, and have a positive attitude and, and, and don't get too big on themselves. And I think that's the, 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 the three things that I would say. Um, are, are huge is to just stay humble, work hard, and, and, uh, and have fun. Wise words. Well, I really do appreciate the time, man. And before we let you go, where can fans find you online? Alan T. Williams at all platforms, uh, A-L-A-N-T Williams at all platforms. And, uh, yeah, I'm around, so.